0: everyone and welcome to episode two of the Hope Sessions podcast. My name is Kristen Torres and I'm a licensed mental health counselor at Hope Christian Counseling in Boca Raton, Florida. I'm really glad you decided to join me again. I'm continuing my series in the Psalms and today we're going to be talking about some key points from my blog titled Hope in the Darkness, which is about depression. I hope that you'll be encouraged and that you may even consider a different perspective about your life or your situation. Before we get started, please remember anything I say on this podcast does not constitute or take the place of advice from your doctor or therapist. Or maybe you're looking for a therapist. If you're in Florida, please feel free to visit my website to schedule an appointment at hccounseling.com or feel free to call me at 954 954- 376 There's also a link on the hope-sessions.com site. I'd be happy to work with you or help you find someone who can help if it's not me. All right, let's get started. I've chosen three points from my blog that I'd like to focus in on today. First of all, depression is not one size fits all. Everyone who experiences depression experiences it in a different way, and that goes for the origins of the depression as well. For some people they who are experiencing depression, they may have an increased appetite. Um, for others, they may have a decreased appetite. They feel like they can't eat at all. For some people, they feel like their mind um, speeds up. They almost have like obsessive thinking. Um, for other people, they feel like there's a fog. They can't really think well. For some people, they have increased sleep. Some people have decreased sleep. Um, I think you kind of get the picture. And I think with the importance of pointing this out is that just because um, someone's depression may not look the same as maybe what you've been through doesn't mean they're not experiencing it. And sometimes I think that we can discredit what someone's reporting because it doesn't the experience doesn't look the same as, as our own. We can be biased in this way. But if someone is describing that they're going through depression, we need to listen. As far as the origins of depression, like I said before, These are all different as well. Sometimes you're able to really pinpoint why you're going through this. It may be the loss of a loved one. It may be a job loss. It may be a move um, that you weren't expecting or even a move you were expecting that's just gone differently. Um, There may be times when someone's going through depression and they don't know the origins of it. It's come upon them suddenly and they don't know what's happening. For other people, it's been a slow drift into it. They've just gotten worse and worse and they feel worse and and it just keeps increasing. Um, For other people, it may be a lifelong um, experience of anger and maybe anger they've never dealt with. They didn't know how to deal with it. And so that turns into depression, which unfortunately is pretty common. Um, It could be many reasons. It could be an extended period of stress that ends up turning into Um, depression because it's almost like you just you wipe out all of your energy and the resources in your mind and body but from whatever whatever the sources are um, depression is unique for each person and even the symptoms of it the second thing i want to cover is i promise all of the clients i work with who are experiencing depression they won't always feel this way sometimes you're going to have to trust the hope that others outside of you have that things will get better. And this is so important because it can feel so lonely and so hopeless in the middle of experiencing depression, thinking that this is going to stay this way. I'm always going to feel this way. It will always be dark. There is no hope for me. And that's why, um, it's one of the first things, um, that's why this is one of the first things that I tell people is that it will not always be this way. There is hope um, that the sun will rise again, literally and figuratively, um, that things will get better and they have gotten better for other people before them. And so it's difficult, I think, when we're in the middle of um, going through a time of depression, to realize that we may need to trust someone outside of ourselves to tell us that there's still hope that things will get better when we feel so strongly we're the ones living it out, after all, um, that there's just no way. There's no way this is going to get any better. This is just going to be the way that it is. But that's one of the big lies that happens, I think, in the middle of depression. That's why it's important, I think, that when we're feeling this way, that we reach out to someone, a trusted someone that can give us an objective perspective, that can help carry that torch of hope for us when we really feel like we don't have it anymore. Another thing, the third point that I want to cover, I believe that God shows us that He understands what we are going through by sharing the stories of others who have gone before us, like the writers of the Psalms. I reference two Psalms in my blog, Psalm 42 and 13, In both of these psalms, the psalmists speak about their depression, and then they talk about the remembrance of God's faithfulness. And my point here is we need to remember, and it's not always easy to remember. In fact, sometimes we don't even want to hear it because we don't understand why we are going through what we're going through. But let's break it down a little more. Psalm 42, verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And I think, other than what's obvious about this verse, um, describing a time of depression, um, a soul being downcast and disturbed within someone, what's interesting is the shift that happens in that same verse. It's almost like the psalmist instructs themselves to put their hope in God and to praise him and reminds them, themselves of of who God is, their savior, their God. And so I think it's so important for us that we do this in the middle of de- in the middle of depression, in the time when it probably is the hardest to even remember this. But it's almost like we have to instruct ourselves to put our hope in God, to praise Him, to remember who He is and what He's done in our lives. And this isn't easy by the way. And that's why I think for those of us who may be supporting loved ones or friends or someone that we may know who's going through a dark time like this, I think we have to be gentle in our reminders of these things. Gentle gentle in our reminders of who God is and how faithful that he is and that we can, we can praise him and that we can trust him because sometimes people have a hard time in the middle of darkness hearing this. And I think that's why we have to be patient. We have to trust that God is going to work in their situation. It isn't up to us to make someone praise the Lord or to make someone remember. I think it's, it's, it's our job just to be supportive and to be present. Let's look at Psalm 13, verse 2. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Again, this is another description of what can happen in the middle of depression or despair. How long must uh, the psalmist says? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? It's confusing. They're describing it. They're describing a period of confusion and to have experiencing sorrow in their hearts and their enemies triumphing, winning over them. Their enemies getting the best of them. But just a few verses later in Psalm thirteen, verse five. The psalmist says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. And again, this goes back to what I was just talking about. It's the psalmist starts to declare what he's going to do. He's going to trust in God's unfailing love, rejoice in the salvation of the Lord, and he's going to sing God's praises and he recalls that God has been good to him. Something that I want to say here is while this is truth and this is beautiful to read this in the Psalms, it can be difficult for someone going through depression to hear these things. And sometimes I think we say this to try to encourage someone but it just feels like a burden. It it can end up feeling like a burden to someone experiencing depression because they want to do these things. They want to praise God. It's like they know it intellectually, but they can't get their heart to hear it or get themselves to do it. And again, that's why we're not in charge of making someone do this. We can encourage them. Excuse me. We can share these things, these truths with them. But in in the end, being present with them, being patient with them, being comforting to them, and not leaving them alone, I think can even be more valuable than pushing this onto someone. And if you're the one experiencing this time of depression, there's no need to feel shame or guilt about this. I don't believe that God shares these verses, these truths, these experiences with us for us to feel those things. Instead, I think I—I think it's to show that others have gone before us and gone through difficult times. This is what they've experienced and what they've done. But we don't know how long it took them to actually get to the point of saying that they're going to trust in God, that they're going to be reminding themselves of God's unfailing love, that they're going to sing his praises and they're going to remember how good God's been to them. This can take time. A final thought and this is not even in my blog, but I want you to know something. If you have been feeling depressed and trying to wrestle your way through it, or it feels like the depression has overtaken you, please don't continue to fight alone. Reach out to someone you trust to talk to, a, fa- a friend, a family member, a counselor, a pastor, just someone. Sitting in depression takes a toll on your mind and your body there's help for it you may need medication to get better you may not but taking medication does not mean you don't have faith or you haven't tried hard enough and i think this is one of this the frustrating and maddening things that has happened to some people as they've been told by sometimes well-meaning Um, Christians or other people that taking medication well they must not have much faith they must not be trusting God and I think this is such a lie because I believe it's just another example of God's grace the fact that we even have medication that can help the way I see it I'm grateful to God for putting scientists and doctors on this earth who discovered medication in the first place we've come to the end of the message again today thank you again for listening in and I hope you were encouraged. Please tune in next week as we continue looking at the Psalms and our emotions.